Welcome to episode 161 of Tactical Crouch. Kick Tripod here. It is Thursday, February 11th, 2021. Noon Pacific time. Kind of. Pretty close. Not really. We're back but to regular doo-doo, aren't we? We're back well, to regular. No more, sorta, sleigh, yeah. no more sleigh bell doo-doos. No. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's February. Come on. I know we probably all just threw out our Christmas tree, but... We Just have a lazy gamers. Uh, we maybe. have a like reusable one. Yeah, so we usable. don't throw it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was. What's what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know where my mind went. Yeah. yeah. Do, do <laughs> you do you keep the ornaments and everything on the on the thing the inside time? No. Just put it in the basement. No. Really? Hey, that's I'm a good an, idea. I'm in though. an apartment, um, so you don't have. Right, that's a great idea. Um. So that's that's keep it decorated issue. at all times. Uh, B, there's no. It would be way. It'd be more work trying to bring like a tree with all the ornaments up and down the steps, and it would just be take the ornaments off in the first place. That's yeah. uh, the lights. No, that's the lights are like pre-strung though, so and they're like fused to the different branches, so you don't have to put the lights up. So all you do is put on the ornaments. And of right. course, that's a ritual for families anyway. Yeah. So you got to put on the ornaments. Not for day. mine. We are we are the take all the bags at the same time type of family. So ours just gets like, first off, every apartment in Germany pretty much has a basement. So that's... Ooh, la da Wow. And then Is it like you just put like a giant bag over it. And then uh-huh. you yeah. just shove it in there. And uh, so, like, it can fold and like break down, but you just no, choose no. not to. Yeah, we just like ornaments and all everything, just like I mean, back over it, pack it up. Somehow that that's also what they surprised. that's also what they do to critics of the Volkswagen company uh, for their. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we are. That one, that twenty twenty one, baby. That got dark, eh? Uh, anyways, <laughs> I had to think of a German company as the only one I could think of. They're like, they're like the, the main company, right? They have like Volkswagen, I think. Owns, that are like BMW, like, I guess, right? And then No, have- Volkswagen owns pretty much everything. Huh. They're ridiculous. Like, if you think about, I, I gotta Google it, but they, they own a ridiculous amount of huge, um, like... Uh, motor companies. Wait, let's see. It. Uh, which but they don't have as much Dogecoin as I do, oh. though. Do they not? I doubt. Uh, it. Let's. Okay, so they got Audi, Seat, Skoda, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche, Porsche. I guess you say Ducati, and then Volkswagen uh, commercial vehicles. Scania and man. 
I don't know. How. And is that's that all under markets. Volkswagen? So it's like the yes. main company Volkswagen, and they have. Yeah. It's kind of like it's, how Nestle okay, has so it's, candy it's, bars. Uh, one group owns all of that. Diamond mines. One group. And yeah. Yeah. Plantations or something, probably. Yeah, it's called commercial vehicles or something. Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen Group, and um, yeah, they mm. definitely own Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, and Porsche. I think it was because I, of Audi. Uh, it was, did you see the Super Bowl commercial? It was, um, it was with Will Ferrell. I think it was General Motors. Was it? That was, it was the one with Will Ferrell and Aquafina. And they talked about their commitment to be carbon neutral or whatever by 2025. And maybe it uh, doesn't ring a bell. And it's, it's the whole thing is like, did you know that Norway is the most electric vehicle friendly company or whatever in the world, blah, blah, blah. Or a uh, country mm-hmm. in the world. Norway? And Will Ferrell's like, Norway. And he goes around and he like punches the globe right where Norway is. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, we're America. We blah, blah, blah. Like, da, da, da. And which is so ironic because like GM voted against like basically every carbon every, emission uh, sounds standard like. um, reduction or improvement in like the last 20 years. But besides the fact uh, so he goes through, and so they, um, so Audi made a, because uh, I guess they're in Norway. Mm. Um, so Audi made a commercial with the um, the head wildling from Game of Thrones. Do you remember that guy, uh, the red beer guy? Yeah, Thormund. Thormund. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, Tormund. Yeah, Thormund. Yeah, Tormund Giant Spain. Whatever. Yeah, yep, yeah. So it's it's with him in it. He goes, like, why would you do this to the... He, like, w- drives to where Will Ferrell punches the globe and goes, like, mm-hmm. why would you do this? Like, just do yep. better. It's our world. And walks away. And it was a big, funny little online beef. Yeah. Nice. Anyways. Overwatch, yeah. huh? Overwatch League? Over, Stupid over, bowl. Overwatch, Overwatch League, Super Bowl. Uh, We're by getting the, there. By the way, uh, big thanks to everybody hanging out with us today. Um, and a big thanks to our patron producers. Refine Bean, Ferdino, Pin, Battle Crab, Lotion, Rexane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Fabled Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris, R34444, Horbjorn, and listen to this podcast also on the toilet and in the shower. Thank you, Vieska. Peace Camper, Anxiety Pokemon, Sir Girthalot, Bronzebot, Boohow, Evan, and Alex S. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If you want to support the show, three great ways to do it. Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month to all sorts of different tiers uh, with different uh, rewards. We're going to talk about, or not rewards, but like different perks. And um, we are going to talk about in a second what we're going to be doing kind of in place of slash alongside our game nights. Yeah. Um, in, in just a moment. Uh, another way is where we stream on YouTube. Now youtube.com slash tactical crouch. Please sub- uh, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching the video live right now, subscribe to the channel. Uh, and then it just makes the channel look better. It's not like yeah. Twitch. It doesn't cost any money. You can just yeah. press the button for free. Uh, but we Incredible. do have, we do have memberships on the channel as well for $2, $5 and $10 a month. And you've get, you have some perks there as well. Otherwise, just being here watching the show, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Sending us questions on twitter.com slash tactical underscore crouch. Joining discord.me slash yiska out. All that stuff is amazing. Um, but you can also leave a five-star review on iTunes. Um, and those go a long way to helping us kind of get discovered via 
DOS algorithms. Um, it's true. So I like your German. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty good with a uh, German pronoun or an, uh, pronunciation particles. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. DOS. <laughs> Un. You're muted. Great job. Good job. Good job. What's that? Really? It or would be the algorithmus. Das. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, anyways. Uh yeah. Let's uh let's let's talk about uh the thing that we've got coming up. Uh Joe, this is your oh, yeah. this is your baby. So All you right. take it away. You big f Okay. I try to put up a straw poll one time for one one fun thing to do. And somebody raids it. So we had to, you know, <laughs> we had to fix this it. man is already saying election fraud. Unreal. No, no there was. He is, there, he is there from was, Michigan, so yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is, it is pretty dire out here. I will say. That said, um, I'm still not over it. Too soon. <laughs> hey, we're, we're we're you know on the mend, hopefully. Um, but. When it comes to, you know, this, we, we've talked about it in the past. We've talked about it I, I, a fair amount last show. Um, and we wanted to start getting into, you know, ha have an excuse to watch some anime with some people and, and whatnot. So we, we started up a little, you know, discussion club. I don't know what you want to call it um, in the first show that we're going to kind of start with. Because, you know, talking with the guys... We're not super interested in starting an 800 episode epic, you know, we're not trying to read the, you know, epic of Gilgamesh or, you know, um, yeah, any of these long, it's just like, guys, you want to talk about a book? Yeah, I, I don't really read books. Like maybe you can ease into it. Sure. Let's start with war and peace. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why you got to do this? Like nobody cares. It did get you know, over it. He's we're referring to, you know, One Piece definitely got a lot of votes. Um and, and maybe we'll double back to it or nope. We'll we'll figure it out at some point. Maybe I just you will can, then. I don't you know. You can watch it your own damn selves if you want to. <laughs> yeah. One of these days I think I just need to just to like shut everybody up and, I and tried. actually I'm like forty yeah. episodes in and I I'm like I feel you. I, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you, I'm the same way. I'm not like thrilled about it, but Regardless, yeah, we're not going to be doing One Piece, even though it like dominated the votes. Um, we are going to start the Promised Neverland um, as our our first little uh, review slash discussion point, and uh, yeah, we'll that's out there, and then we'll probably so hit you with a, a date. So, are we watching these together, or are we going to be like watch the next eight episodes by X date, and then we discuss the those eight, eight episodes? We're going to, the idea is to kind of make it bi-weekly, you know, have like an agreed upon, none of this is really set in stone. I think just kind of want to play it by ear, um, see how like the first few go, if it's too many episodes, if it's too short amount of time, if it's too long amount of time and kind of adjust and, and really kind of settle into a nice groove, but um, not watching them together as, as fun as that would be. I think that would be kind of hard to like rope everybody together at a specific time. Um, and then like pound through like we could four like, hours worth of shows. We could like do it where we watch the last episode together sure, before yeah. we discuss. So That'd be it's fair. fresh in everyone's everyone's mind. Could do that. Um, but yeah, the idea I do like that though. Um, the idea I'm gonna 
talk to the guys after the show, come up with a date that we all kind of like jump into a, you know, a little discord call and, and just hash out the show and ask questions and uh, see if the show lives. If it does, then we'll continue on and watch another uh, set of episodes. And if not, then we'll uh, figure out through uh, democracy, not through I straw pullers. No. No. no, just S- straight up. Connor, it just fails me. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, regardless, yeah, we're going to start with The Promised Neverland. Apologies to all the uh, the One Piece fans out there. We will not be covering that anytime soon. Just so, think about this this way. If you watch one episode of One Piece a day, you'd be three years older than you are now. It's true. By the time you finished. Yeah, accounting for... You know, that would be accounting for the new episodes that continue to... I remember watching the first episodes on at my grandma's. Yeah. That must have been. I remember watching the first episodes at your grandma's. 16, 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. It's pretty old. And that's, that's, uh, I I, mean, honestly, yeah. that's my biggest hang up is A, if there was like a, like with Naruto, there's like, you can skip these side. There's so many yeah. like side. You can cut out episodes. all the fillers. Yeah. You can cut out the filler um, arcs and just go like straight story. Mm-hmm. One piece. I can't find anything for that. And I can't get past like, and, and the most recent kind of animation and dialogue feels a lot more fleshed out and grown up and kind of mm-hmm. dark. Whereas like the first, again, 50 episodes are just very it's very happy even, go lucky. Even my niece is like, put on the Simpsons or something. Give like, me some substance, me please. The Simpsons, the really? Simpsons. Oh, that's some boomer stuff. I don't know. No, Simpsons is bad. But you know, like put on something a little bit more adult for me, please. This is a little mm-hmm. childish. Uh, I don't know, even know who the who's the who's the demographic of the Simpsons. Watch that. Millennials. It was kind of all over the place. It was all over the place. The thing is, is they lost most of their really great writers after season 13. 13. Mm. So, and they're like on season like 34 or something like that. God damn. It was just, just a weird show. Like you never really laughed. Did you? Oh yeah. I just did. like go, mildly. Go, do you have Disney mm. uh, or uh, yeah. Disney plus. Yeah. Go back and watch some episodes between like episode six and or season six and season 13. Okay. There are some absolute gem, gems there. However, mm. what I really want to do is I want to do a game night where we watch King of the Hill with Yiska. King of the Hill's hilarious. I want to watch King of the Hill with Yiska. Actually, after the show, I want to watch King of the Hill with Yiska. You, I, mean, I would run for everyone. I, it, it's. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. After I'm so show. bad with comedy shows because uh, like I, yeah, I just not laugh. Either. Yeah. I just not laugh. I, like, I mean, I don't need you to laugh. I just want, I just want to see your reaction. So you have camera. Yeah, the reaction we'll will watch, be funny. We'll watch an episode. We'll watch the episode where uh, Bobby needs to take self-defense courses. He goes down to the YMCA and there's only women's self-defense courses left. That's the episode we're going to watch. And it okay. will, it will be amazing. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm excited now. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh, this is he's what he's woken up. I'm up. I'm awake. Sleeper has awoken. I have. 
all I need is some purpose in my day and I wake up. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all it takes. Something to live for. Uh, let's let's talk about some Overwatch though. Um, yes, we do have BlizzCon line next week. Yeah, yep. it's coming up. And I honestly, I didn't even put this in the notes. Um, oh, but of course Eric did. It's it's funny. Ever since we gave Eric access to like help us with timestamps, we now have like complete show notes with like really well thought out ideas on what we should talk about. <laughs> He's just like, here's what you can talk about. Do this, this, this. So if you like the topics that we talk about. Thank Eric. Shout out to Eric. If you don't like the topics that we talk about, blame us for not planning because that it's our fault regardless. Um, so BlizzCon line and there is a schedule release. Oh, this is nice. Uh, let's. Okay, I'm gonna actually go ahead. I'm gonna bust out this schedule right now. Eh? Let's just I do this. I haven't either. This is brand. This is brand new. Breaking okay. news Can per sources. So opening ceremony, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So perfect time for the Germans. Um, let's see. We have World of Warcraft. What's next? Hearthstone, Deep Dive, Diablo. Behind the scenes of Overwatch 2 um, is, is something that we have there. And Overwatch creating a soundtrack. So this is, and there's two days. So then Saturday we have um, Shock versus the World. We have a community showcase, workshop creations, Overwatch League crafts with Zoe. That's kind of cool. Intelligent. And then artist studio Roadhog. So based the, uh, on that, uh-huh. let's 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 talk about what we think Blizz, what we're gonna see from BlizzCon line. For Overwatch the game and as well as Overwatch League, um, if if you have any inklings or guesses. Well, it has been announced with Shock vs. the World that they are going after the kind of like celebratory show match, you know, exhibition. Um, they are going to kind of release the format and the schedule for the Overwatch League, which is interesting. Definitely another reason to watch Shock vs. the World other than, you know, having some fun. Watching uh, the world champs, you know, beat up on uh, some of your favorite streamers and content creators and whatnot. Um, but when it comes to Overwatch, the game, it's kind of just a dice roll, right? It's there, there's a lot of things they could do. They could do nothing. Um, but at this point, they can't choose to not roll the dice, I, I think. I think that's probably in everybody's best interest to give something rather than just stick to their guns um, and stick to this idea that there isn't going to be a hero. There isn't going to be changes. We're not going to talk about anything and just kind of keep us in a holding pattern. So I, I feel like Blizzard has to roll the dice. Um, what it lands on, that really could be anybody's guess, right? I don't know what you mean by roll the dice. Like if you think of a, a like a six sided die, and on each of those sides, there's just like a thing them. they could do. It could be free to play on one side. It could be a hero on the other. It could be um, a new archive event. You name it, put it on that dice and roll it. And that's what the metaphor for a, is. For a second there, I thought you were actually going to explain what rolling the dice means. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that I, really I don't know. It's, I, st- so what, I still All he's saying is there's like six viable options that blizzard could do and none right. are any stronger than the other. So you might as well roll a dice to f- figure out which one that they actually do. 
Okay. I'm not sure if that's true. I feel like I would strongly... Like, I'd probably ten times more want a new hero than anything else what you mentioned. Do you think that we're like, I don't getting think that, any new heroes or maps I, I don't in Overwatch think before Overwatch nah, 2? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, just, I'm just saying the, the enjoyment that I would expect to get out of an announcement would not be a dice roll. Like, it would be a heavily weighted dice <laughs> that I'd oh, every time want to land on new hero. Everything else is just relatively boring. We so I mean, there's a few things, right? So number one, we do have it confirmed that Overwatch Two is not launching in 2021. So if we right. do get a launch date, most likely, yes. There's no, I mean, it's confirmed during during the earnings call. It was confirmed. Uh, yeah, they it, said it, it they don't expect, expect it. Overwatch Two to launch in yeah. 2021. So yeah. that for me, like, we might get a spring 2022. Um, mm-hmm. like announcement type thing at BlizzCon, um, which earnings call by the way most successful year ever. Um, yeah. while meantime Blizzard games just feel I, I would say World of Warcraft is doing quite well, but the other bye Joe, um, we lost Joe, so the uh, overlay is going to be a little messed up. Um, but. I don't know, like Overwatch is just, man, is it a dead game? Like not from the player base, not from the league, but is it just like really dead right now? Recycled events, no new heroes, no new maps. Yeah, we got, some we got a new, new stuff, but it- we got a new like a uh, small like map for like uh, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, like Tanezka or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like that it's just I don't mind at all, to be honest. Like uh if if it wasn't for hero pools we'd we'd have no changes. We had we'd have no meta. That would be so sweet. But um <laughs> Yep. It would be sweet. That's unfortunately not happening because we are artificially messing with it still. So. But uh, I guess we just have to accept, but um yeah, I don't know. Like, I have virtually no expectations and feel like uh, even if Overwatch 2 info came out, mm-hmm. wouldn't interest me much. I expect new footage. I expect oh, yeah. new footage, them to show off. models. And yeah, that's I've... nothing that excites me. The PvE part never excited me about that game. Like, last year's demo looked really, really boring to me. Yeah, well, I don't think it was even mostly finished because a lot of those fights were just like in various hangers like imagine mm-hmm. imagine a star wars game where you just run from hangar to hangar and they're virtually no different except for the ships that are hanging around in there or like mm-hmm. are there turrets or are there not um so but uh i man i don't know i'm i'm really excited for overwatch 2 i'm ready for it i just can't think of how big of a mistake it was to announce overwatch 2 almost a year and a half ago now yeah well okay let me let me throw this at you i think i agree for the most part but i wonder how you guys take this um is it okay to announce a game or was it too much to show off like all of the assets that they had ready to just say like hey we are working on it 
versus hey there's a playable demo hey look at all these character redesigns hey look at like all this you know footage that we've already kind of rendered is is there a difference in your mind do you think that they showed too much too soon or is it okay to just announce something and then just leave it at that yeah a play demo was just it's just weird when it doesn't come out right yeah after right so is it that weird kind of disconnect where it's like okay well there's a demo so like is it not done or is it like close to being done like is it a weird messaging i don't know I don't know. For me, although it's true, like it's hard for me to judge because, like, it's my emotional landscape is give me the heroes that are in Overwatch 2, give yeah. me the new uh, map type, and then basically give me everything that doesn't have anything to do with PVE. Mm. And like that's what I'm excited about. Like the I will probably buy the the PVE portion. I will play it for a bit. Don't expect it to sink in more than twenty hours, to be honest. Um. I'll play. Like, I'll play it for the lore and the story, but that's that's yeah, the only time through. I play PVE games. Honestly, is like I throw it on the easiest difficulty and I just stroll on through shooting things. And yeah. that's it. By the way, I want to make sure so people are in chat are like the Overwatch team didn't want to blah blah blah. So there's there, there's there's two things I want to address. Uh, we're not placing blame on anybody who, um, oh, was yeah. if they were forced to or coerced to or had to put something together for a demo for BlitzCon. We're not blaming the people who had no say in that decision. Jeff know. is the vice president of Blizzard Entertainment, so I'm a little bit skeptical if you think that he can't decide when it's ready to reveal his own game for a company that he's number two in. Or number three, if you think that Activision is kind of slightly over, over yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And so like he you know, he reports to Jalen Brack, who reports to Bobby. Um yep. but that that doesn't make it any better. It's still really bad timing. It's really bad marketing. People are um you almost kind of want the game is <sighs> Activision doesn't want this. This is where I think Blizzard and Activision would approach this problem differently. I think that if if Blizzard would call, call Overwatch 1 a mislaunch and is going to launch Overwatch 2, I think that they would almost prefer the game to kind of just die and dwindle out for a really strong rebound with Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Activision Blizzard would be like do whatever you can to keep the, you know, keep, it keep the hook in the mouth, get yeah. people in transactions boxes do events i don't care recycle them and and do whatever you can to keep that afloat whereas blizzard's like you know what let's uh if if our game isn't good enough that we need to relaunch it do we really want people not not want people playing our game obviously they want people playing our game but do we want to be putting assets and, and putting things out so early that you can't maintain that hype cycle and um yeah you know, Activision puts out 250 gigabyte games every year. And that's like, <laughs> it's just, it's just a totally different scale and a totally different mindset. And I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I think overwatch two is too early. I think that we should be getting overwatch two now this week mm-hmm. at BlizzCon line. Yep. Um, that would be perfect timing. I think that you could do some, you could probably do some stuff with like I would I would have dedicated more time to multimedia teams and lore over the past six or whatever yeah fifteen months, and you dedicate those create events create 
that type of stuff, maybe small kind of map assets, that kind of stuff. And you, <laughs> it's it's tough, but I think that that's the route I would have gone. Oh, I agree. Having it now would be, I think most people expected it now, and and that's where I wonder if it was that that messaging or that that shift in tone when they showed so much so early. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing that it's not coming out, but in a weirdly cynical way, I'm kind of fine with it as long as you know the people who are going to be enticed and be brought back into the ip from the story and the lore aspect to get what they want and the heroes are fleshed out and are interesting that are introduced and you know these game types and these new maps and whatnot are you know strong pieces of content to bring people back in the fold and then whatever else they have under the hood that you know may or may not be going on so i think i'm fine giving it time i think in some way it's actually good that the timing shakes out as it does at, at, at best they'd have like a january launch i think because if you think about it if it was to launch now that would mess with the leak because now yeah like, and then if it launches let's say in autumn or late late autumn let's say mm-hmm. then you have people probably playing o- open beta on streams and how is that yeah. going to coincide with like uh, Overwatch pl- uh, playoffs or whatever, Overwatch League, right? Mm. So I think the best time frame is if you have an open beta for it, comes out November, December, or close beta even, mm-hmm. get the streaming hype there, and then in January you launch, open the floodgates, let people play with their heroes, and you have like three months assuming we start again in april and Mm -hmm. um to acclimate and then we can jump into the season without a hitch i think that's the most preferable stuff and then of course we're starting with overwatch 2 possibly like it really sounds like we're getting uh, overwatch uh, free to play at least from their uh framing of their earnings call as well as some people in the know in the league talking about it uh, officially on social media i think Mm -hmm. uh Adam from um, over Active Media did so. So, um, yeah, I think in in that regard, it actually is pretty good for competitive that it shook out this way, because mm-hmm. like you can imagine, in all like Overwatch League, as big as it is, is probably not significant enough for a rollout to matter, but for the bottom economic bottom line of the game release cycle. So if they found a release date that was going to be significantly more profitable they wouldn't care about oh yeah League, i think no we would have got it a week before and and to be, be honest we viewers probably wouldn't have cared either like i'm no i think they'd probably be more excited i think people would want to tune in i think there'd probably be more hype with the launch of the pve stuff and whatever new heroes i think there there would be a big injection i think it would just come at the detriment of any kind of competitive integrity with either new heroes or new engine assets you know changing how certain mechanics work or interactions or whatever bugs come with you know a new kind of release of a game yeah it probably would have been a net positive but definitely some negatives Yeah, no, I think uh, in in essence, like this, this was well telegraphed, I will say. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like I think I think realistically um by September last year I like I think other reporters for instance with the information I had would would have gotten out and said we're pretty confident it's coming out in 2021 um so didn't feel safe at the time but yeah the the signs were definitely there and um in that I think teams were pretty well adjusted even though it wasn't a definitive statement you know it was more like it doesn't look like because like keep in mind here for once COVID is a good excuse because you there's there's a lot of complexity towards um towards how that impacts life development creativity um efficiency mm -hmm. these types of cycles that definitely feel delayed so I think, sure. yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm already past it. I, I'm not, I'm not really upset about it. Everything that we get at BlizzCon, maybe we get. I could totally see us getting a hero, for instance, like just mm -hmm. thrown out away. But that's the um, issue, right? Is that they've already publicly said with the release of Echo that they did, they weren't planning on releasing another hero for the base Overwatch game. So is that hard and fast, or is that a little bit more malleable? With you know. The development cycle of Overwatch 2 taking a little bit longer than they expected. Is that something that they're willing to kind of, you know, walk and back COVID, on? COVID, by the way, again, sure, just, we'll 100%. Have to throw it out. COVID announce a new yep. game, and then you know, imagine now coming up on a year not actually being in your physical studio to make the work. Mm -hmm. No doubt, you can get a lot of that work done from home, but I don't care what anybody yeah. says. There's a lot of teams, especially creative teams, um, that. I personally believe, and I believe certain personalities really thrive in face-to-face -face work environments, and uh, 100%, um, yes. that, that, mm -hmm. is, that is needed. Um, there's also just as many, I think, who you know work better just very in their own element, in their own space with limited right. guidance and limited type of that face-to-face -face interaction. So like that's, that's not meant to be a blanket statement by any means, yeah. but... Um, you know, that, that is going to adjust, um, you know, your lead times on the game. So we need to be somewhat lenient there, but for sure, I don't know if it, I don't think that this is all just because of COVID, because even if you take all the COVID months out, I still think 15 months, assuming that we, so take, you know, the last 12 months out and we're talking about a spring release 2022, that's still mm. a 15 month minimum uh tease time and that's pretty long by any standard for sure um is that kind of when you think it's you'd you'd kind of guess is when overwatch comes out spring I 2022 so. yeah I, I would i think we see spring 2022 and i think it's on the very early end of spring mm. like they would put winter if they could but they won't just to give them more lead time kind of thing yeah. you know like you know, or January, just fine. February, uh, twenty twenty two yeah. is. Um, that feels like we're looking at like February, right? Yeah, kind of coincides. Maybe, maybe with my it. birthday. Right on your birthday, just for you. Maybe makes sense. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Again, it's disappointing. I guess. Um, we'll see what we get. Hopefully, it's something. I don't. I, I'll say this. I don't think it can be nothing. They have to, I, like, they have to do something. I also think, like, because of the delay for BlizzCon, 
and then this BlizzCon line, there's a real chance that we're getting a second BlizzCon this year as well. I almost expect it. I'm not sure if you guys were skeptical about that being the case. In a November? Land, like a LAN one? Or I mean, oh. if the world opens up again. I I do look at the size and scope of this, and it looks... Oh, man, this is this feels mean. I don't like really want to say it this way, but it feels very under, uh, under delivering. Yeah. Just underwhelming. Yeah. Just in general, like it's very, um, kind of straight forward and, and just kind of like, I don't know. There's not honestly all that much going on. At BlizzCon line or BlizzCon line. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's, yeah. <sighs> I, yeah, I mean, maybe that, does like, that change with they like scheduled the from two to four o'clock a streamer showdown, which I produced by the way, uh, for Hearthstone. Um, mm. you know, and like it's a great piece of content. Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't be fifty percent of the Hearthstone content for that day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, certain IPs such as like Mega Dead, right? Like, or not delivering the the same innovation every uh, release cycle. I will say though. I'm kind of bummed that no uh, Diablo 4 news will be coming out. I was looking forward to that. I mean, at least yeah. it's right. Like, I, I'm somewhat like I, that they're was. They're pushing Immortal, though, right? Like, we're getting Immortal pretty soon. Yeah. I didn't care about that either. Um, well, you don't have fun. Yeah. You uh, all have phones, right? Yeah, but like, that, that's an interesting talk. Like, how much screen on time usage do you have during the pandemic on your phone? 17 oh, hours. Oh. Really? Is it more or less than it used to be? Uh, so my mine is well. I've been working from home for a long time, um, right? So it's about the same. And how much? Uh, it, it's a long time. I actually don't have an accurate representation because I literally fall asleep to shows on my iPad, which count as screen time, and right. um, I don't shut down my computers or put them to sleep and just screen. No, I'm, I'm just wondering about cell phones specifically. Cell phones? Because, well, it's my least used device. Yes. Like, it's the same for me. I don't know if these ogre logs of thumbs are just, like, really not liking inputting into a cell phone device, but even like before the pandemic, I rarely had more than two hours of screen on time. And, um, like, Others in my like others I talk to have like eight hours or something and they're actually doing active work on them and stuff. And I'm like, mm. nah, dude, I need a gigantic monitor. No. Give me a keyboard. Like I can't. I just can't. I hit, you know, I'll hit like some replies to emails or Slack messages to and from places the right. one time a week I'm at a place. Right. And uh like is I don't know. Phones aren't really an at-home device for me, and the only time it is is when I'm like in front of my TV. So I'm not gonna have my laptop in front of my TV while I'm watching a movie or TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yiska. Well, sidebar. Um, I want to watch. There's an HBO special called Thirty Coins. Do you have HBO? Oh, no, I don't think it exists here, but I might be wrong. Anyways, What's I it? think that there might be, but I, I, I want to do like a, a, a book club with you for the show 
to see your thoughts on it. That's all I'm going to say. Side, we're sidebarring, and now we're off the sidebar. Okay. Points. I'm surprised it, I remember that. What's it about? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of weird. So I love, I love like biblical thriller horror type stuff like Constantine and Dogma. Have you ever seen those um, shows? I liked Constantine, yeah. So it's like that, but I think a lot more rugged and raw. And just kind of, right. yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know if we should talk about it on the podcast. It might be kind of just right. a weird, a weird tangent. We'll talk about it after the show right. Right, right. while we're watching King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. Good luck with the timestamps on this one, Eric. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. Anyways, BlizzCon, man, let's, let's not be Debbie Downers for a second and let's just talk about what we're right. looking forward to the most for Overwatch for BlizzCon line. Right. I assume that we're going to get some cool multimedia stuff which Blizzard yeah, yeah. kills. They I kill honestly think time. that we're going to get some sort of um like a multimedia short. partnership announcement. Uh Ready. so beyond beyond like another short, like maybe it's more Dark Horse comics, maybe it's an actual Oh, okay. Um, you know, like show or series that they partnered with, whatever Netflix, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, HBO. wasn't that like the plan for like the longest time, especially when it released when it was like real hot? Like, wasn't there supposed to be like a mini series or some sort of that was at least talked about? Maybe I'm just yep. Mandela affecting this into existence, but I don't know. I thought that that was at least the the, the rumor at the time. A dedicated Overwatch porn site, maybe. Who knows? Um, hey, you know, if it scratches a niche for you, go for it. Jeez. I'm not here to judge. Jeez. Um, more Nerf guns, maybe. More Nerf guns. Why not? Let the kids play. You know? I, also, I honestly think, like, don't you guys think it was kind of like they, okay, maybe that was long planned. But, like, maybe it's just fortunate that the earnings call, of course, has to happen at that particular time. And then you just mm-hmm. casually drop, we don't expect. Overwatch 2 in 2021. So that, as like, I don't know, as as framing, that feels really low impact in regards to what it could have been. Like, imagine announcing that at BlizzCon Line. You don't want to do that on a stage. Right. Yeah. Yep. You don't so want to go, hey. And they usually use Gamescom in the past to like mm, buffer, buffer any right. sort of announcement expectations. Right. And now... Like, our expectations are low, we've established, like, we're emotionally down here, and now they can give us some sugar, and everything beyond nothing is a nice benefit that, in terms of framing, just works out very well. (laughs) And you know... I love Yiska's positive take, so it's like, no more Debbie Downers. It's so negative, it's positive. Is, uh, they set the bar... (laughs) So low really low that i have such low expectations that they can't let me bro this game hasn't given us a hero in like over a year when it should give us 10 heroes a year or something i'm i'm done like i'm done giving good like (laughs) good takes on this like it just needs more i said this was a no debbie downer no debbie downer what are you positive about what are you excited for all over it it's See, true. like that was usually the most positive thing I could have said at that moment. So, like, that's fine. I, I think that's the cap. I, I think we cannot. Maybe, we, yeah, maybe one or two heroes until then. Maybe they just continue the release cycle, 
and rush like more into the expansion to come down to the same mm. amount. I think maybe it, so they them just announcing the continuation of that. Maybe there's some cool other stuff in there. I feel like they're also really counting on like someone finally fi finding a good workshop mode that everyone just wants to play and get Overwatch for. You know, like Why, did uh, I tell you my long term um, belief about Overwatch's impact on video games? Go ahead. Um, that Overwatch is going to give birth to a entirely new gaming genre that ends up getting huge. Just like sure. Warcraft 3. On the Warcraft. Uh, the yeah. MOBA. Right. Overwatch 2 burst. Workshop or Overwatch Workshop yep. is going to do yeah. the same thing. Do you see that someone did like Super Smash? Oh, yeah. Like I, Super Smash in, in Overwatch via Workshop mode? It doesn't nah, surprise I didn't see me that, but it, no. yeah, no, but you should do that for a game night. I feel a lot of people are currently emulating, just like we get cool stuff like surf and that all that stuff. I think we need someone that just like looks at the engine, has a spark, and it develops something completely different. I just agree. like I agree. Like, like for instance, Battle Battle Royale felt like something. Um. That was just in the zeitgeist of gaming because we played all, all played DayZ, and we all, were all like lay, uh, lying on top of Cherno, logging through servers to f in order to find new victims with our snipers, duplicating ammunition, and what we really just wanted to do was like have high impact battles where when you kill someone, they have to start anew, mm. and then th this you know. Player unknown comes around and goes, "We can make that a game. Let's go, right?" And nope. I don't know, like maybe we can find something in Overwatch that is the most fun about Overwatch, but quintessentialize it more. But I'm not sure there is such a thing, and maybe we need to think outside the box much more. Mm. Not sure. If we knew the answer off the top of our head in a random conversation on a C minus podcast, then it would have already been done. <laughs> yeah. Though, to be fair, I think that answer was way more obvious in Daisy than it was in, uh, because like the community, sorry, that's a side tension, but the community had been fighting the developers to like ease off on all the realism stuff and just develop mm. stuff and gunplay and like let us and this guy just wanted to have the ultimate like uh real life ac apocalypse survival. Uh, apocalypse survival yeah. stuff and now he's completely irrelevant like he just didn't follow the um the vision that or the the enjoyment that other people had now for I, overwatch which, i don't think it's as obvious other than Making a break a workshop uh, mode without break, <laughs> pretty much. It's, that's that's the extent of it. Yeah, I don't know. Also, hindsight is twenty twenty on those things. Like mm -hmm. having been on that's the on the like hold your ground side and being right. Um, having been on that side a few times, um, there's definitely just as many situations where the developer right is right and the quote-unquote community is is not correct um and it may seem obvious in hindsight at the time. just like um it's like power rankings mm -hmm. what do you feel is like the most 
enjoyable part about playing Overwatch? Uh, winning with friends. Yeah, it, it, to be honest, I think outside, if I, if I can't cop out and say social aspects, um, it feels like every hero at least has something that they can do that, like, feels good whether it's like the widow headshot like it's all packaged very nicely like you it's obviously very impactful the sounds there it's very satisfying there is some like satisfaction a, a weird like fraction of satisfaction that you get from each hero but it's always different like if i'm playing brig and like uh, winston jumping in and i whip shot him out like oh that was like good or if i like roadhog cook somebody and kill them that was you know satisfying um sticking a pulse bomb or one clipping somebody like it, it seems like there's not like a through line at least for me but like each hero at least has something that's satisfying about them but the game itself is just so different each time you load into it that it's you really don't get a good wrong so okay. weird like my my answer would be completely different for one yeah. okay maybe maybe in like three percent of the time i have fun when playing with friends because you lose maybe a lot. you lose a lot and like it's never as satisfying and as coming together stuff as it feels in your head mm -hmm. and then like the satisfying stuff i don't know like for instance like you guys pro would probably tilt more at like the rest of the group in wow just completely messing up and therefore not killing the encounter i don't mind that at all as long as i can look at my damage meters and i do well i don't care i did well what i didn't die yep yeah yeah and because i don't have that in overwatch because everything is so dependent on others like i don't have that solace of like oh yeah i played well so would you want like a workshop mode with like dedicated in-depth stats to know like oh I'm performing above, you know, in the top five percentile or whatever. I mean, if they legitimately just create a human level intelligence AI or be super intelligent that accurately, so I believe it, tells me like I did better than everyone else, then yeah, I would, I would probably enjoy that game. But because you cannot evaluate what is good play in Overwatch mm -hmm. uh, to that degree, statistically or... Like, once again, you sit two coaches next to each other of, like, the two best teams in Overwatch. And they tell you completely different things. And they tell you completely different things. Um, you can't just can't do that. It just doesn't work. Isn't it and I think that's also that... an underlying problem with, like, the to toxicity in the game. You oh, can be... There's nothing clear. ...highly skilled... And you can agree, like, that. that's why it feels like there's, there's certain, like hierarchies of like skill happening where like when you're like seen as this like best player then it feels like that gives authority to the opinion even though that doesn't really make sense but like that's also why you could easily see like for instance this jake whoop uh clip did you see that this week yeah where jake just popped off on or not popped off but it was a little bit passive aggressive on uh on Somebody who's playing uh, Genji. Whoop. Yeah, just playing Genji on... Um, Which on apparently isn't like a meta hero route. on the ladder right now. And yeah. it's like, if you don't swap off Genji, I will not heal you for the rest of the game. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, like... Two different minds that are obviously like 
pretty good at Overwatch, just like having such a vital disagreement about stuff. That happens to a degree definitely also in other games, mm -hmm. but I feel like just nowhere near to the degree as it does yeah. in Overwatch. I mean, the, the problem, or not the problem, but a problem with it is just um, the impact on proper personal responsibility um, is really high, whereas the obviousness of what your personal responsibility affects is really low. Yeah. Um, it's really important that you do something right. And it's really hard to tell when you've done something wrong. You have a lot of high skill players that are very low impact, even though they feel like, you know, whatever I pulled the hog into the well, I'm, I'm a God. And, um, th so basically like high impact plays can actually be very low impact and low impact plays can be very high impact. I mean, we have conversations about this all the time when we review matches mm -hmm. where it's like, it wasn't this, you know, Rhine shatter. We use this example all the time. It wasn't yeah. the Rhine shatter. It wasn't even the subsequent Lucio boost. It was the Zen alt, the fight previous that was that the up, most uh, impactful of that yeah. following fight. Yeah. And that is I think just, that was um it's it's just such a like a it's such a complex game and then it makes it really easy because it is so arbitrary and it is so opinion based. It's so easy to blame other people. I've been playing yeah. car soccer for the past month and a half or so. It's probably very clear when somebody screws up. You miss a ball, you hit the ball. Could you have yeah. hit it at a better angle? Could you not have? Could you have gotten it there faster? Could you not have gotten it there faster? Did you score yeah. goals, assists, saves? Or did you not have scores, assists, saves? And there is mm. definitely a lot of um, still like, you know, I didn't hit the ball because I wasn't positioned correctly. And you might not always understand that I was not positioned as well as I could. Therefore... I didn't hit the ball. That might not be as obvious. And it's to somebody who is, you know, higher skilled, but at the yep. end of the day, you either hit the ball or you don't hit the ball. And yep. there, but there's a lot of opportunities to determine if you're hitting the ball or not. Um, in yeah. overwatch, there's not a lot of abilities, especially if you're not playing a DPS role, there's not a lot of, uh, um, situations where you can tell if you're hitting the ball or not. Yep. That's, that's definitely Agreed. the case. And it's also, like I don't, I don't want to explain the full concept of a prisoner's dilemma, but the basic idea is that two strangers have to. The set, the setup of this idea is that two strangers irrationally have to make the decision to sort of cooperate to get the best out of the situation, while being selfish is the more rational decision. In many ways, this is what uh, playing support and tank feels like. Because if I'm a tank, the rational decision for me is to queue tank and only look out for my enjoyment in that game. And I'm the only one responsible. I'm not responsible for your enjoyment. I just play Roadhog and have a ton of fun just like giving people and we just lose. Right? That's the rational stuff that everyone is responsible towards their, for their own enjoyment. Mm. Now the prisoner's dilemma situation is where... I count on or believe that my supports will make the experience fun by, for me by playing well. Therefore, we all have more fun and we attempt that. Now, 
if I get into a rank game, every time I do it, or like a significant amount of time when I do it, the experience is just not fun because the other one is not upholding their end of the social contract, either willingly um, or mistakenly or like uh, by accident, then this entire thing collapses. And I feel like that very often is also the case with friends where I'm like, I know you didn't do this on purpose, even though like sometimes maybe I'm, I'm getting like really annoyed by impulse control where like people just have to ego peek as Anna into a widow mm. or whatever. And then I'm ju I just want to put up like when I'm playing Reinhardt and not getting heals because of that, I just want to put a hole in my monitor, right? Like it, it, the, and then I, it would be more rational for me to just go roadhog and, play for myself right sure but if everyone do does that then the game sucks more for the dps then the game sucks more for the supports and if everyone plays for themselves like I, I don't know like very rarely does do things come together and coalesce in the games i play like even the wins where you like eke something out i don't know it's it doesn't reach the level of sophistication in for the vast majority of people of the strategy of things coming together where you're feeling satisfied by the team play. It's not oh, yeah. that because things also change too much. Like in, in WoW, you can say, okay, we have this boss encounter, it behaves predictably. This is what is ex expected of you. Sometimes it's random, but you still know what's coming. And then over weeks, we can grind into that. Now, no Overwatch game is like this. Way too many maps, way too many compositions possible. Like this, you, you cannot prepare to the same degree and expect others to uphold their part of the social contract and it's sort of like what wh how much fun would wow be if healers just decided oh you know maybe i don't heal the tank because i have fun just like getting that holy nova in and competing with the dps here like that type of stuff right and that's that's what overwatch very often especially with friends feels, feels mm -hmm. yeah no agreed i i think there's a lot to that but if there was a way to give the rational side of us something to kind of chew on, like you're saying, with some sort of like heavy statistical uh, impact rating, something along those lines to say like, oh, even though we lost, at least I played well and I can see that, you know, shown through these numbers or or through something right. Like the metal system, I, I think we're, we're done and gone with that. Right. Um but in that same way, it only furthers my belief that I think, weirdly enough, um, that, that Surefire was kind of onto something that fundamentally the game needs to be a little simpler, but complex in some of the nuance. Yeah. So that you can feel like you can finesse somebody, that you can feel like you're having individual outplays, that you can kind of grind away at the game and have these exciting moments because you've put in the time and the effort. Um, I think his example was taking the entire game and making it control-based. Um, and then I guess my own addition to that would be to add something on top of it so that you're not really completely removing everything, but you're, you're simplifying and then adding little things to make the gameplay experience a little bit better. Customization or something, uh, it, it's... We're, we're, I'm spitballing here, but I think the idea definitely fits kind of a lot of the gripes that I'm hearing is that you can't 
it's too complex and it's too changing day by day that you can't look at a game and figure out exactly what you need to be do or what you need to be doing or the general populace can't figure out exactly what they need to be doing because it's so different every time you load it in so if we simplified that down a little bit if we boiled it down to like its core the the core fun aspects of it and then gave you something to like work at whether it be like a, a high mechanical skill hero or adding in something about the game that that fixes it or or adds to it rather uh, along with these stats to kind of give us a an overwatch dps meter or healing meter or something maybe even like more definitions when it comes to roles better or, or more clear definitions on what a tank is um what a support is what they're supposed to be doing rather than just kind of nebulous like I mean, obviously Lucio is very different to something like a Moira. They do very different things, but maybe that could be, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all over the place. Overwatch is a very bizarre game. There's something to it that is good, but -hmm. it's hard to really kind of put your finger on it. it. It definitely gives you something you can't really get anywhere else, but it's just magic. Make me down 300 points when I'm with a group and we're fine. Yeah, that's it. True. That's it. Quit matching me with groups that are better than me just because I'm in a four stack or five stack or six stack. Done. I fixed mm-hmm. Overwatch. You're welcome. Sure. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> that that was our optimistic part of uh, discussing BlizzCon Live <laughs> and Overwatch. Now, in in <laughs> effect, I think we will feel a lot better after the information has. I mean, we always do, right? Socials you know are always flooded with positive takes. At all for those? Not sure. Not a clue. I got to work through it anyway. But um, like they, uh, I think I think we will feel that there are going to be some wins in there. Some oh, based on you think our expectations. Be there? Some Winston's Winston's no watch. Some Winston there. Ideally. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also not sure if. Whatever is going to be announced this is going to serve like an old like esports elitist head expecting the changes to. Yeah. Like I couldn't care less about lore. I honestly no. don't understand don't the fascination with lore in this game. I think for a video game it's actually really underwhelming. But a lot of people don't agree, so and the lore we've been given or up. the potential of the lore to be awesome. No, I, I think I just don't like the setup at all. I'll write it for the entire game. Huh. Yeah, I just got done playing God of War. That's my stuff. That's much more like if I was looking into lore, which is also, by the way, because it heavily relied on the mythology. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's... I know that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Assassin's yeah. Creed, God of War. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That said, I never had any thought lore was any good for Blizzard. It was always very basic and like um, to me, yeah. I think, I mean, man. I don't think I've ever read a worse book than the one StarCraft book I had to completion. That's fair. I uh we don't talk about Starcraft on the show um, <laughs> for many yeah. reasons, but you know, the, 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 the issue is, is that we're not issue, but Blizzard has clearly made really exciting, engaging characters that 
I think I can safely say the majority of people either identify with or identify with enough that they want to know more about their story, why they're yes. doing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Part of that is clever storytelling, but I think the actual majority of it is, is a lack of storytelling and a lack of base. Cause they gave you a bunch of characters, some maps and then little Easter eggs of stuff. Um, very short comics, very short. They've drip fed it too much. Um, almost to the point that it's really difficult to care about the, you know, heroes that you don't know about, you know, quite a bit about Reinhardt and why he's there. He's been, you know, um, Winston is another one that you've seen over and over again and had their stories threaded kind of throughout. And then you have heroes, um, that really haven't had a whole lot to do with the lore. I think Symmetra is a great example of one where we've seen drips and drops here and there. We kind of loosely understand her role in it all and what she's trying to do, but not really. Zarya, I think is another example of someone that we just know is like a champion there. of Russia and, no. you know, going to, she shows up at the end of the Sombra short and that's just kind of it. Uh, and, and the potential for being better with storytelling and actually st- telling full on stories is very high for this game, but they just, for whatever reason are unwilling or unable to do it. And I don't understand why (laughs) I don't get it. I just like, yeah, there, there has been just make a TV show already. Just do it. Yeah. And there again, like, from from chat and even from like my own personal perspective and hearing you guys kind of talk about it, I, I definitely think that we are kind of a product of our own little closeted hermetically sealed like side of Overwatch, where I think the vast majority of people are like big jazz about PvE and like learning more about Tracer and learning more about their favorite heroes, like you're saying, John. Um and and I think that if we were to see something like a Netflix series announced for 2022 like quarter four um i i think it would go over well and i think it would probably be uh one of the biggest announcements that we've seen i, I think that because the the community is so divided between like the compet like the small competitive side of things and then like everybody else our our view on these topics are so kind of skewed I, I do think pve as long as it's executed relatively well i think can be a gigantic deal for this game all right here's my hot take hottest i think overwatch is more valuable as an entertainment ip than it is a game ip Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not that's not hot at all i think there's there's good evidence to suggest as much yet yep and i hope that they execute on that soon because it's only fleeting it's only Quieting down. Yep. Comics, art, shows. What else could you do with it? I don't know. Just put Henry Cable in a tunic and sell it to Netflix and make a bunch of money. I mean, that's all you have to do. Not a bad idea. That would work. Not a terrible idea. Yeah. Who would would play? So, who would play Reinhardt? I'm the worst with actors. Mm. 
really easy ones would be like Gerard Butler. Yeah. I think you could gray out. Uh, and make okay. Uh, Costa Waldo on droids. The guy, Jamie Lannister guy. All right, thinking outside of the box, knowing that um, that they're not really going to go a list. That makes sense. Yeah, probably not. They could though. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think Ryan is a. Ron uh, Perlman, a hard one. I, yep, I I see. Ron, I understand Ron Perlman there. John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena would be like a a low budget Hanzo to me. Very. Really. Yep. Which obviously yeah. I don't think you could do for cultural region reasons, but yeah, I know. think I think he could pull off uh, Reinhardt. To be honest, just slap a beard on him. He's wide enough. Uh, that works. Is there anyone that's a total shoe in where you're like, okay, that character is just made for that person? Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Terry Crews is Doomfist. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little old, right, for that? I don't know if he's old as much as he is just like <laughs> he only has one style of acting. Right. Right. You know, I watched Keanu Reeves I watched, as Winston. That's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever read. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean like uh, but like uh, Keanu Reeves is like um as like a McCree. Ooh. Like I could kind ooh. of totally see. Now, nah, Timothy Oliphant as McCree is, yeah, Porkchop saying he's completely right. That makes a lot of sense. You know the guy that played Justified? I love Timothy the Elephant. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. The Justified character, and that's pretty much like, yeah, I feel that. I think that's the best one. Andy Circus could do Junkrat. <laughs> I mean, Junkrat feels like that's a. I mean, doesn't um, Jim Carrey type of thing? It would be mm. fun. Interesting. Um, yeah. Overwatch heroes. I like. I can't even remember. I have to like think of all. Uh, of so here's the thing. This suck or it doesn't suck, but uh, Gina Carano, right? Or Cordano, Cordano. The Carano. she was in. Yeah, Carano. She was in Mandalorian. Would be like Zarya, perfect mean? Zarya. Mm. Yeah. Um, See that. Yeah, There's no. probably some other buff you could get it um, without. Yeah. I mean, Zoe's Tracer is just like perfect shoe in as well. Yeah. Acting debut. Well, maybe not debut. Maybe she did some stuff. Yeah, no. I'll give it a think. That would be fun to. That'd be a, that'd be a fun, like, little thing to throw together, like a piece of, like a, a written piece or something. Yeah, yeah. Sean Connery is Ryan. That would do well, by the way, as well. Oh yeah, but, but it's only the ones? Oh, it's yeah. only the wrong answers, though. Oh, <laughs> only the wrong. That would also uh, yeah. that would also be fun. Yeah. So somebody said Ken Watanabe for Hanzo. I think he's a little old, but I totally see it. 
Oh, can we have an Overwatch comedy show where it's like just washed up like Overwatch heroes, like living their lives day to day, but like reminisce on saving the world? Like unnamed, like hero number five is just like working as a secretary. And like, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fun. Oh, John Rice Davis is Torbjorn. John Rice Davis, who's that? Gimli. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're all, it sucks because there's so many old actors that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's very old. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah. No, that's a fun exercise. Oh. Or like Anna, okay. the, um, the have you guys seen the expanse no there's a lady there who sounds exactly like anna but she's not actually anna's <laughs> voice but it's like very old raspy and she's old, same age as anna she'd be a perfect it's shora og shora ogda something sorry uh, you know what have would have slapped David Bowie is Moira. Ooh. Hey, this is this is the shoe. This is the shoe in right here. I just thought of it. Tilda Swinton as Moira. Let's see. I'm bad at with names. Let's see. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. No, that's true. Yes. Hundred percent. That's the shoe in. I agree. Do you think you could do like a Brian Cranston as like a soldier 76? You probably have to put on a bunch of weight, right? You'd have to bulk up. Bulk up, yeah. I think it could work. Uh, someone's at my door, so someone want to handle the closing stuff? All right. Sure. Here we my go. My wife is on crutches. <laughs> so, That's cool. thank you everybody for tuning in. I uh, appreciate you guys sitting and uh, hearing about us ramble on about BlizzCon and what what could or could not be coming and the excitement around that. Um, and uh, that is provided to us thanks to our lovely, lovely patron producers. Um, and that those people are Refined Bean, Fraudinho, Pin, Battle Crab, Lotion, Rexane, Auto, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Char, Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter, Tain, Fable Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444, Orbjorn. I listen to this podcast while on whilst on the toilet and in the shower. Thank you, Vyska. Peace Camper, Anxiety Pokemon, Sergerthlop, Bronze Bot, Buhau, Evan, and Alex S. Thank you all so very much for supporting the show. Um, and if you can't support the show monetarily, you can always, you know, click that little subscribe button and the bell down below and you know, tune in when uh, whenever we go live and uh, give the show a five star review on iTunes. That helps us with discoverability um, with that, that whole algorithm nonsense. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think generally, like because we didn't talk a lot about uh, esports stuff and there was definitely some stuff like the Valiant guys being picked up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you think about it, this was probably the least exciting year, week of the year, to in terms of like esports content. Like uh, next week we'll have uh, like BlizzCon to talk about. Then yep. the week after, like uh, we we have the Shock versus the world, world stuff, and then whatever comes next, right? Like 
and then we go into the preseason, like we get going to power ranking season and all that stuff. So in that regard, it was, I guess we could have talked a little bit about KSP. Uh, elevator explanation is, I think that's a straight upgrade in terms of like just getting a heavy grinder on that uh, still loves the game. Um, for, uh, I was surprised positively that uh, they picked up Lastro. I think that's one yeah. of those moves that, like, I had this article together with Eric where we calculated how many uh, tournaments uh, a team is likely to get. I think this is one of those move moves that puts Toronto in top five uh, territory, where the amount of tournaments they can expect to get out of this season has significantly increased. And I'm oh, yeah. still skeptical on their uh, flex DPS, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, and then Shaxx. Definitely an upgrade. It's a bit. I feel like there's a little bit of an oversaturation on that role in particular, but we'll see. And I mean, now Spark has a lot of time to also, like, the, for them to just like, if we were to have another, you know, like Tracer, Sombra, Ash, Widow type of situation, like Hunt these pretty. metas switching around, then yeah, that, that's a perfect pickup as well. Mm -hmm. I think also people will be excited that, uh, or excited to find out that. I expect Shax to have way more than the Tracer role that we held him on, and he didn't have to pick up the other heroes that KSP was playing. I don't think his those heroes are worse by by any stretch of the imagination. So we will see. Uh, somebody delivered ice cream to our door. Oh, yeah, nice! Not somebody, it was actually Katie's work. They sent her some Aww. recovery ice cream. Wow. Yo, you guys get all this. What? Really? Damn. Because we're nice. From Jerry's. Like I think is what it's called. Jerry's, Jerry's. ice cream. J-E-R-I. S. Mm. Jerry's. Yeah, a friend works for a, a, an insurance company and they like randomly will deliver lunch and then like a bottle of wine. And it's like the middle of the day. It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, we we, we definitely one. have a history about insurance companies like not doing the most cautious stuff during work hours, but like that's then and sometimes also liquor and like it's just wow. Yeah, Full I mean, you know, baggage. you don't have those operating costs. Might as well send your True. employees some stuff. But at, mm -hmm. yeah, this one's just for her kind of recovering on the couch today. Next couple of days. Awesome. So it's nice. Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat it all and be like, if you want some, come up and get some. Oh, you can't. <laughs> first come, first serve. Oh, that's right, you can't. Ha! <laughs> all right, chat. We're gonna get. Out. Did you guys go through all the stuff, or do I have to go through all the stuff? Yes, we did. You already did. Okay, so we're just done. Yeah, we're done. We're done. No sign offs or anything. Nope. All right. Bye, chat. <laughs>